the Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong. I can change a diaper with one hand. That's the fact, Jack. And Joe Getty. Joey, baby. I love you, tiny people. I'm strong and Getty. But I know this. They're loco. So it's a hustle. Yeah, it's a ah. And now, he is Armstrong and Getty. Slow living, which is a bit of a movement, I guess. There hash- I like the sound of it. Hashtags for it. The concept of slow living is trending on social media and has been for a while. That's where you do more self-care and stop overfilling your calendar and doing as much as possible to stay busy. I'm not one of those people. Oh, I'll just read this. No, I have tried to make clear through the years. I am a man who craves leisure. Does it seem like some people are trying to stay busy? Like they've got a jam-packed calendar and they brag about it like it's a good thing? Yeah, I. some people seem to really enjoy being busy. Um, and uh, see it here. I'll read just from this news story. It's as though for them, being busy automatically means you're successful, popular, productive, and driven. Important. Important. There are all sorts of people depending on you. I admit it. It's a conceit I have felt at times. Ah, dang it. I get, I'm perfectly happy not being busy. And think what you will of me. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've definitely turned that corner. I'm, I'm thinking about the past. Yeah. Um, this whole thing, because it doesn't actually work, is uh, why slow living might be starting to pick up by a little steam. There are three and a half million posts on hashtag the art of slow living on Instagram. Things like self-care, me time, saying no to invites, now being celebrated on social media. Slow living fans argue it's better when you can appreciate things as they happen rather than manically ticking things off from your to-do list. There you go. Um, well, uh, yeah, I, th- I think that's true. It probably gets back to just anthropological realities that... Human beings aren't made to go, you know, bam, 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 all day long, all week long, all month long, all year long. Yeah. Just the the rhythms of life have gotten replaced by algorithms. Yeah, it's just that didn't have to make any sense. It sounded kind of clever. Well, I don't feel, sounded like it might be a headline in, you know, like the WAPO. I don't feel more important when I'm busy. I just feel beset. <laughs> like I'm being hunted. Beleaguered. <laughs> The rhythms of life have been replaced by the algorithms of life. That's pretty good, isn't it? That's pretty Too good. wordy? I don't know. Uh, they think it began in Italy with the slow food movement, which was getting back to, like, take a long time to cook a meal. That's perfectly okay. Nobody cares. In fact, people enjoy it. But anyway, so that's enough. Can that. I pop an olive in my mouth now and again? Snitch a little piece of pepperoni? That's all I ask. A list of things people only pretend to like. Now, I don't know who compiled these, but this was handed to me by Hanson, and I'll read it. You won't agree with all of them. I don't pretend to like some of these. I actually like them. I think you might feel that way, too. Well, yeah, yeah, I think, I don't know. This It's funny. That reminds me of the whole, uh, you know, feeling important because you're busy thing. I'm at a point in my life where I don't feel the need to, like, put on airs for anybody. And it says here, somehow other people's kids was not the most popular answer. (laughs) (laughs) I like some other people's kids, but not all of them. Sure. Um, here's some of the list. You feel differently about your own than other people's, no doubt. Company holiday parties. NFTs. <laughs> TV show TV shows like The Voice and the Masked Singer. <laughs> hey, it's funny that they're really popular, but you're thinking people are just pretending to like them? I don't know what that is. I got my what-the-hell look on my face. I'm not, I'm not sure I get that, but okay. Watching golf on TV. Love it. Right. Actually. I, know, I knew you would uh, 
I've cut back. Neighbors. It's similar to the other people's kids. Some of them I like, some of them I don't throughout my life. Well, and I think it's just uh, it's one of your social lubricants to be friendly and and outwardly, uh, you know, likable and liking towards your neighbors. It's a good Mm -hmm. idea. Well, I mean, what's the substitute? Uh, You know, aloof or hostile? (laughs) It doesn't help the hood. Vacationing with extended family. Uh, Pregnancy. There's ups and downs, right? I met a, I was sitting next to a woman on a plane one time. I think she was she pregnant at the time or just telling me about her pregnancy. And if she wasn't pregnant at the time, how did she start telling me this? Anyway, she was one of those weird creatures that uh, some of you women who have not had this experience will really hate to hear, uh, who just never felt better than when they were pregnant. Mm. I just felt great. I just had I had more energy and I felt more positive. And it's a, you know. I've I've known a number of women who felt like they were going to throw up every second of their nine month pregnancy, and uh, and there was nothing really enjoyable about it, other yeah, than the anticipation re- of perhaps having a kid. I remember Judy's experiences were more ups and downs. There were definitely times where you feel super dynamic and energetic and positive and that sort of thing. Cool. Yeah. If you get that, you're lucky. If I felt like I was going to throw up all the time, I wouldn't really enjoy it. Uh, running. No, I've never claimed that I like running. I'm not going to pretend to like running. I've talked about this before because I go to work uh, early in the morning. I see the people, or I leave for work early in the morning. I see the people out there running before the sun even comes up, which Mm -hmm. means they set their alarm like at least an hour early to get out of bed, put on their clothes, stretch a little, run, because then you're going to have to shower and all that sort of stuff and get dressed. Can't imagine I can't either. I can't either. I've tried it before, and it didn't last two days. I mean, the first day I hit the snooze and thought, I'll run tomorrow. I'll just have to get to sleep earlier tonight, because clearly this is too early to get. I just, man, you're you're so different from me. It's like you're a giraffe and I'm a human, or vice versa. I mean, I just, I am so not built for that. Well, humans have a tendency to attribute their strengths to character and their weaknesses to genetics or whatever, and never the opposite. Uh, I would suggest people who do do that, it's not that they are strong-willed and disciplined. It's that they don't need nearly as much sleep as other people. God dang it. It's just like just thinking about it. I've tried it enough times. I know it's it's never going to happen, so I will never try it again. I remember reading something in the New York Times a, a while back about uh, the great thing about turning 50. And for whatever reason, they chose that age as when you can just give up on things that you're never going to be good at. Just don't think about them anymore. Never going to do Let this. Let it go. I'm never going to do this. I'm never going to try to do this again. I'm never going to daydream about doing this <laughs> ever again. And it is, it is uh, you know, it is a relaxing feeling. And that is one of them on my list. I'm never going to set my alarm to get up early and work out or run or whatever. It's just not, not an effing chance. <laughs> have you ever tried it? Because uh, I have a couple of times and failed very quickly. No, I've noodled through the idea of getting up 15 minutes early and doing some push-ups or whatever. No, it's not happening. <laughs> Michael, of course, you know, getting up at O-Dark 30 no, all the no, time. No, no. No, I'm no. sound asleep. Yeah. Yeah. But I see those people, and just I just look at them, and I think, wow, that's amazing that you can do that. You could have slept another hour, but you're out here running. Like, and sometimes in the cold or the rain or whatever. Sure, yeah. Well, I admire them in a I way. I do, too. Uh... I admire them in every way, but it's just I'm just not built that way. And I can accept that. Uh, so uh, that's on the list of things that people only pretend to like. Running. How about going to church on Sunday? Eh, for some people, that's probably true. Not everybody.
Yeah, it was always a struggle for me. Sorry, God. Influencers. I've never pretended <laughs> to like influencers. No. Facebook. Do some of you pretend to like it, but you just got sucked into it? The injected lips trend. Oh, Ladies, just the way God made you. You're beautiful. You're sexy. Stop it. You just need bigger lips. That's what you're saying? That's what I was leading up to. Other than those tiny lips of yours, (laughs) no one would kiss them. If you don't look like you're in the middle of anaphylactic shock, I won't come near you. Giant lips. Uh, Small talk. No, I've never pretended to like small talk. Working a corporate job. Using phrases like manage client expectations, circle back, (laughs) etc. I don't know. I think people do get uh, drawn into the tribal aspect of that. They feel like they're fitting in by spouting the same uh, jargon as everybody else. You didn't like going to church? Uh, Did you pretend to like it? Uh, I don't even know what that means. I mean, I didn't like walk around saying, you know, I don't want to be here. <laughs> this is not enjoyable for me. Good to see you, too. I don't like this. Are there any announcements this morning? Yes. I hate being here. No, I would kind of I would squirm my way through and check my watch and look at the, the, the bulletin and see how much was left pretty much constantly. <laughs> Looking at the schedule and seeing how much is left is kind of fit in with like every meeting I've ever been to, whether it's God or the CEO or history class or whatever. Yeah, daydreaming and stuff. I'm sorry, I'm a bad person. (laughs) I'm nice to people. I'm kind, I think. I'm forgiving. I I try to live a Jesus-y life. I just can't sit still in church. I just, I'd rather, I'd just rather read the Bible and think about it than sit there. Ah, so uncomfortable. You know, uh... The Bible! There's no chance anybody that's ever ministered to me is going to hear this. I think they're all long, uh, long dead or live somewhere far away. But I have heard very few inspiring sermons in church in my life. Very few. I grew up with a couple of terrific well, preachers. Cool. Just terrific. Cool. I've seen them on YouTube and stuff like that. But Which helped. I mean, it really helped. Would help. You'd, you'd look forward to hearing what they were going to say. But then there have been some real duds. Too. Joe needs to be entertained. Salvation isn't enough. It's just Joe's got to be entertained. Yeah, fair, fairly stated there. Fair enough. Armstrong and Getty. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. Point of personal privilege. Don't get brazen with me. The Armstrong and Getty Show. This is crazy. I first read about this. Um, it was. Portland or Seattle schools? I can't remember. It was one of your rainy, wackadoodle, northwest progressive cities. The teachers said, hey, we want Fridays off. We want Fridays to be remote learning because um, some of the kids are so far behind. We need one-on-one time with them, the rest of it. And the rest of the little kids can either get on the cameras or just study at home or whatever. And the school board, I'm pretty sure it was Seattle, said, no, 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 we're not doing that. Now, I do have some sympathy. If we're talking, uh, you know, sincere, caring teachers who see that some of the kids have been so tragically abused by the policies shutting down schools during the COVID hysteria, um, that they really want to bring those kids up to speed. And, and I salute them for that. But 
The school board said, no, 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 we're not doing that. And I thought, okay, why? That's crazy. I don't even think we got to the story. But uh, New York Times headline today, schools are closing classrooms on Fridays. And parents are furious. And they talk about how um, this this mom was so happy. Her fourth grader was finally back in school because the remote learning thing had gone terribly for the lad, like so many boys and girls. Then on Wednesday... November the 17th, an announcement. Detroit public schools would close their classrooms every Friday in December. Virtual school only. And then on Friday, a follow-up announcement. Oh, schools also canceled starting that Monday for the entire Thanksgiving week. No online options. And the moms and dads all over. Like, what? Wait, what are you talking about? I'm working. I got to what? What? And the moms and dads are outraged, as, as you might guess. But So some public schools, a significant number, are going remote or class, canceling classes entirely for a day a week or even a couple of weeks because of teacher burnout and staff shortages. Brevard Public Schools in Florida used all their leftover hurricane days to close schools for the entire week of Thanksgiving. In Utah, I mean, my gosh, we're going from the bluest of blue states to the reddest reds here, and I think it's worth noting. The Canyon School District announced that all of its schools would go remote one Friday a month from November till March, equivalent to more than a week of school. And and it's been practically no notice um, in, in some of these cases. And obviously, beyond the logistics of the thing, child care, et cetera, the parents are really worried that the additional lost days of in-person schooling, their kids are going to fall even further behind. And, oh, man, I have some studies and statistics on that. That's just, oh, it's heartbreaking. Anyway, school districts were not consistent in their reasons for these temporary closing closings. Some cited a rise in COVID-19 cases, which is stupid. They want to thoroughly sanitize their classrooms, even though you're not going to get it from a surface. But for many schools, the remote learning days are a last-ditch effort to keep teachers from resigning. They are burned out, say the teachers, after a year trying to help the students through learning loss and working overtime to make up for the labor shortages. Our schools are are like our ports. They're, they're, they're scarred and battered by the COVID experience, Everybody who didn't quit is now overworked and, and stressed out. The poor kids are desperate for help. And, and teachers are quitting in droves. Absolutely crazy. This is happening to uh, your school district. What have you heard? What's happening? Uh, mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. Mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. I uh, regularly call myself a Luddite. That's people that... A shoe technology? The Luddites actually were m- more concerned with starving to death than hating technology. Um, it was back in London, um, uh, Industrial Revolution time, and they thought that machines were going to take their jobs and they were going to starve. So that's why mm-hmm. they were smashing machines. It wasn't just that they hated technology, but it's come to mean people that don't like new technology stuff. That's what it kind of means in the modern world and uh, i generally don't like new technology stuff but there's two things i got to admit that are just the better that i've come across and i don't know if you've had this experience or not one um i got an apple watch over the weekend i'd been uh hanging on to my old analog regular hands with a second hand watch it's just mm-hmm. freaking better it's just it's just better on every level what do you there's, like about it the Perfectly accurate time, temperature, alarms, text, just so many things it can do really, really well. It just, there's, there's no reason 
other than being stuck with the past and married to it for no for no for no logical reason to not move that direction. Hmm. And I feel the same way about I've been staying away from and hating the idea of self-driving cars. But my Tesla my Tesla doesn't have the full self-drive, but it's the first vehicle I've had that's got the uh the um uh, auto assist for uh, for speed and I'd never driven a car like that. It's just better. I mean, I don't know if you're out on a country road that there'd be an advantage, but in traffic, I just, I don't have to do anything. Mm. It slows me down. It slows you down to a stop. It keeps you a four car lengths back. It slows, it slows down speeds up. You don't have to do anything but steer. And if I get the newer Tesla, I wouldn't even have to do that. It's just better. I, I don't want it to be better, but it just is. Hmm. Well, this is a shocking revelation from you, the anti-self-driving car activist. Yeah, sometimes you got to try stuff, I guess, to figure that out. I remember when I mocked our news girl for texting the first time, and I thought, why would anybody ever want to do that? Hey, you're you building a bit it. of a resume. <laughs> <laughs> of not being right about technological advances? Yeah, call it whatever you I'm want. I'm in fog. I can't see anything. My car's slowing down because it can see the car in front of me. Oh. I mean, that's just... Wow. How's Fantastic. that not better? Yeah. yeah, it's better. I like it. I love it. Oh, I mentioned the only thing, the, the only hesitation I have about the Apple Watch, because like you, I'm a fan of Apple products. I own several, and and I get it. Is I just don't want to be more aware of all the inputs. I get I that. Want to be less aware. I get that. I, I don't you. have little kids either. Yeah. Armstrong and Getty. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. Chewing it and I The Armstrong and Getty Show. Point of privilege, quick point um, of personal privilege. Yeah. So many Americans believe yada, yada, yada. This is Armstrong and Getty. The lunacy of this, this exercise. What do you call it? Uncomfortable clarity? Hey, man. All right, go, go. <clears throat> I'm ready. Here's Armstrong and Getty. You're listening to the best of the Armstrong and Getty Show. The human voice is generated when the lungs, the vocal folds within the larynx and the articulators work in harmony. The lungs provide the pump. They send airflow as well as control air pressure to the vocal folds. The vocal folds then vibrate, creating audible pulses that form the laryngeal sound source. All right then. So that wasn't, uh, what's the proper way to say this? It's an actual human voice, but the human that that voice belonged to didn't say that those sentences right there putting words in his mouth (laughs) uh so the stupid hook of this is ai is going to replace djs that's the stupid hook um for this story it's uh the 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 real interesting thing is that um so uh, the computer gets a bunch of my voice and then and at that point you can type into the computer and have my voice saying anything and sounding like that there. So that was a little halting and a little weird. I mean, it wasn't obviously perfectly normal, natural. Although, mm-hmm. if, if you weren't paying attention, you might not notice much. Um, and the technology on this stuff improves so freaking fast. In five years, clearly, they'll have that dialed in. You won't be able to tell the difference. And the, obviously, the big concern is you could have a tape of Joe Biden or or the, the, the movie star or uh, CEO or... Ex-husband or talk whatever. Talk show host. Talk show. Uh, you, you, well, that's for losing jobs. But deep fakes where you could create all kinds of narratives or stories about things people didn't actually say. 
Well, no, I'm saying talk show host in that somebody could, you know, edit oh, into one of our right. shows. And I'll say, and that's why I believe that the, the president should be, you know, whatever. I don't even want to finish the sentence. Um, can, now that we know that it is, can we hear it again? Just uh, at least part of it? The human voice is generated when the lungs, the vocal folds within the larynx, and the articulators work in harmony. The lungs provide you know, other the pump. Than the pauses. Yeah. It sounds perfectly natural. Right. And they'll have that dialed in in no time. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Now that I know what it is, it's a little disturbing. Gosh, darn it. And then you talk about the ability to scam people. So you could, uh, you get enough. Well, have you, have you had any of these? Um, I've got a couple of these where they're now the, um, what do they call it? The security thing. Instead of having a, you know, what street did you grow up on? What's your mother's maiden name? They've got your voice at the bank or, oh. or wherever. Have you had these? I've had you a know couple what? of these. I, I, they asked me to sign up for one of those things, and I tried it, and it went sideways somehow, uh. and I never did finish the process. There was some financial thing the other day where they wanted me to talk for 30 seconds, and now they have my voice, and they authenticate me by my voice. Well, so then anybody could call in, and just if they got a tape of my voice, use that. I guess. Or, uh, you know, get a phone call from my mom. Hey, really need this. It's very important. You know, call me back. (laughs) That's not my mom. Well, right, right. Yeah, I, that w- which reminds me of a couple of scams that are going around. But, you know, we've made jokes about, you know, they, they have to saw off your finger or, or pluck out your eye for your fingerprint. Or <laughs> we're, your we're, always joking about, scan. we're always joking about plugging your eye out and cutting oh, off sure. your finger. Sure, it's good stuff. Anyway, but, uh, <laughs> this would be effortless. Are you kidding? I mean, all you'd have to do is, is you know, you somehow record somebody saying virtually anything. Probably, probably, I wonder how much speech they need. To get a, 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 a an addition of that, a fake job as good as we just heard. You know, I don't actually know that. I don't do they need 15 that. seconds of you babbling, or does it take a week, or what? I don't know. I'll but bet. I mean, oh, my God, that would be an incredibly effective and nefarious scam. I'll bet AI picking up on the timber, tone, everything of your voice, I'll bet it doesn't take much. Or won't take much in the future. And as I always say, this cuts two directions. Not only could you fake up your political opponent or the police chief or like i said your ex-husband in a trial or whatever not only could you fake up something you know i've got this phone message or here he is at a dinner the other night listen to what he said I said that. not only could you fake that up and cause lots of problems <laughs> nice job michael but in the future when it's real, a person will be able to claim it was fake. Sure. So they get a tape of you at a fundraiser meeting saying, I'm not only like white supremacy, I consider myself the core of white supremacy. I mean, you know, your fundraiser, you can say, that wasn't me. I never said that. It's another attempt by my opponents to bring my de- me down with this AI technology. Well, in these days, this is good enough. At the very least, your uh, supporters would believe you. Yeah. So I don't know how we're going to, we already, the maybe the biggest problem we got going is nobody knows what to believe. You can, it's impossible to figure out what the truth is about anything. We've just begun on that front. When we start having fake videos and fake audio that you can't tell the difference, how the hell are you going to have any idea what's real or not? You more concerned about that or China's hypersonic weapons? Tough to pick one. I would go with the former. I think, really? I think that will do us in before before China does. Long-term China. Well, and, and speaking of China, and it's just occurred to me, uh, they, they're working as hard as they can on the very things we're discussing. 
for the purposes we're discussing, to discredit our leaders, to tear apart our democracy. Vlad Putin's probably got to, you know half the Red Army engaged in that sort of thing. We might only be one presidential election away from, to use the last presidential election as an example, where you've got tapes of Joe Biden talking or Trump talking circulating around among the crowd that would buy this stuff, you know, on Facebook or Twitter or wherever online. They've denied it. It's been half proven that it's fake. Doesn't matter. You know, we're all siloed in our own information. I've heard the tape of Joe Biden saying he's secretly a communist. Right. And then we'll be in the deep snark. The deep, you know, the deep. For instance, we're uh, we might just be one presidential election away from from that. What we're seeing is, according to some people, Jack, a tsunami of wokeness. There's a tsunami of wokeness. (laughs) Is that the Chinese national anthem? There's a tsunami of wokeness. I heard you the first time. Yeah, there is a tsunami of wokeness. He brings the passion. He does indeed. Sam Harris. Let's, let's you know begin. what woke means. It means you're what a loser. What is it? It means you're a loser, Mr. President, sir. Thank you. I forgot he was going to say that. Anyway, uh, let's begin at Coastal Carolina University. This story, you're going to think I made it up. You're going to think I'm a lying to you, but I wouldn't lie to you. Black theater student, Coastal Carolina University, tells a visiting drama teacher, you know, I'd like to connect with uh, more non-white students in the department. Um, <clears throat> and the teacher says, oh, yeah, yeah, let me think about this. Yeah, okay, blah, blah, blah. You could, uh, and, and writes a list of names on a white uh, dry erase board, you know. Um, and then didn't bother. It says forgot to erase it when they left the studio. So it didn't erase it. When several other students walked in, they saw the list and were left with the suspicion that those on it had been singled out with racist intent. Didn't happen, of course. It's totally innocent. Everybody involved knows it. But wait, a committee of professors investigated and promptly sent out a department-wide email clarifying what happened that September day. Seeking to calm students, the professors wrote that the explanation, quote, in no way undermines the feelings that any of you feel about the incident. And the faculty is deeply sorry. How battered wife is that? That's a weird thing to say. The visiting teacher also wrote an apology. No matter the good intention, I still want you to know I'm an idiot and I am sorry. In other words, please don't hurt me anymore. Please, please don't hurt me. Things might have ended there, Jack, but at a time when college campuses have become center stage for polarizing issues of race, identity, and what constitutes harm, that's one way to put it, the theater part department was primed for conflict. Enter Steve Ernest, 62-year-old drama professor. He was a white man, Jack, one of those white people we've heard so much about. He says, sorry, I don't think this is a big deal. I'm just sad people get their feelings hurt so easily. And they're going into the field of theater? Because he teaches his students, being an actor is brutal. You will be rejected over and over and over again. You will be starving poor. You will have to have two side jobs to even keep the dream alive. You've got to be tough is one of the things he teaches them. So, again, he says, sorry, I don't think this is that big a deal. Within minutes, his iPad lit up with messages. Oh, boy. Mostly from black theater majors. Thinking like this is part of the problem, wrote one 21-year-old senior. 
who's emotionally 12. This department is a joke. Grow up full of fence, wrote a 23-year-old senior. You decide to chalk it up to sensitivity. The professor replied that night, thanks for all your hate mails, adding deleting this chain. And then they go into one of the students who was uh, who was offended and took every comment of every performance to be about race or her body shape. Um, uh, duh, duh, duh. For his part, Ernest, the professor, didn't remember ever mentioning those things and, and can't imagine what she's mad about. Uh, this Harriet, who's, oh, another student who never saw the whiteboard, was not surprised Ernest thought the students overreacted. But she was surprised that he thought it was acceptable to say so. Less than 24 hours after sending his first email, on his knees, bleeding from the head, metaphorically, Ernest, the offensive professor, wrote, I sincerely apologize for my statements that caused hurt. I do have something of an empathy issue I could improve on. Uh, My own children will attest to the fact I've ingrained in me the old just suck it up and move on mentality. But that apology went fell flat. So, of course, the students organized a boycott over the toxic people, regardless of freedom of speech or whatever. She said hate speech is hate speech. And then dozens of students dressed in black skipped classes, marched, pinned messages to doors and notice boards. Fire the racist. Time to resign. Black actors matter. Soon local TV crews descended on the 10,000 student campus. Uh, by the end of the day, a dean had ordered Ernest, the teacher, not to come to classes. Wow. After 16 years, he said, no administrators told me what rule or policy I've broken. Right. I'm not sure I can defend myself when I don't even know what I'm accused of. Well, it's the end of due process on college campuses. Yeah, no kidding. How insane is this? Well-meaning professor says, well, let's see, Joe and Joan and Eddie are students of color. Maybe you talk to them and leaves that up. And all of a sudden, it turns into this. Folks, it's a tsunami of wokeness. There's a tsunami of wokeness. <laughs> Armstrong and Getty. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. I got my pants on. The Armstrong and Getty Show. In and Out Restaurant, iconic fast food chain, California. And I've always wondered why they didn't expand more, because their food is really good. I mean, it's not like as good as, as Cal Unicornians claim it is. I love it, by the way. My my daughter and I are, are, are you know, twi- are uh, in and out twins. We both love it so much. We go every chance we can. But um, it, it's it's good. It's very good. It's solid. It's unique. And people love it. And I've always wondered why it didn't expand. Well, it turns out because nothing's frozen. Everything's fresh. And so it can only be shipped within a certain distance of their their uh, their centers, their their distribution centers, stuff like that. But I'd love to see them go nationwide, partly not just because it's good fast food. There's plenty of good fast food, but because they're such good people. They treat their employees well. Their employees are, are just almost without exception, you know, uh, cheery, helpful, friendly, professional. They're paid better than other folks, and they bring more to the table. It's just a beautifully run business. But they've been just hammered and harassed in California because they refuse to enforce the various counties' mandates that everybody who wanders in be fully vaccinated. And in and outs trying to tell them, look, this is a 17-year-old kid. You're telling me this kid with a tray full of burgers and fries is going to say, oh, I'm sorry, 
Your papers aren't in order. You don't get your burger. Please take your money and go. I mean, in the real world, it's it's just idiotic. It's monumentally idiotic to expect fast food employees to enforce this stuff. And yet the monumentally idiotic counties, whether the Bay Area, California, or the L.A. area, are still demanding they do that. Even with the threat of fines up to $5,000, uh, in and out is continuing to defy enforcement of the city's uh, mandates. This is in L.A. Uh, CBS LA's political reporter, uh, Tom Waite visited in and outs across the city, found that it was business as usual, despite the fact that the burger chain could force fines. This was a couple of days ago. This report was filed. I assume they're still doing the same thing. Um, so, you know, if you happen to live in Cal Unicornia and, uh, and you're thinking of grabbing a burg and some fries anyway, go to in and out and support them because they're getting murdered by these, these, God, these health guru authorities that have been given these emergency powers, their judgment is no better than a drunk 17-year-old. They're they're woke, they're obsessed, they have only one thing in mind, and just the fact that they have any power at all is troubling, much less emergency powers. Which reminds me, you know, there are more and more studies coming out about the mental health of America's young people, and they're devastating. I mean, they're just terrible. I don't I, I hesitate to even bring you up because they're so troubling. And it's the stuff we've been warning about for now at least a year. That if you obsess over a virus, and this is, I mean, my God, this is so especially true among young people who've been as close to impervious to the virus as you can be. I mean, the results, obviously, with young people are much, much, much better than old people, um, including middle-aged people. But young people just under very, very little threat from the virus. And again, we've been saying this forever. If you fixate on the virus and you rob young people of their educational opportunities, their exposure, in the case of very little kids, their exposure to human faces, their ability to exercise their fine and and gross motor skills in schools, because that's one of the things schools do. It helps you learn to use your hands and your arms and your legs and your fingers and your toes. You deny them that. You deny them being with their friends. I've I've read statements from, from progressive families And don't hate them. They're in their information silos. They've been fed crappy, dishonest information over and over again by the MSNBCs and CNNs of the world. And frequently, you know, even like your mainstreamers like the New York Times. But I've read folks saying, my kid has not had a play date in a year and a half, and I'm just so sad for him. You suck. Oh, that's right. I just said we're not supposed to hate them for that because they're siloed. Right, right, right. Um, You have failed as a parent because you have not sought out good information on how to raise your child. So you get the young people denied their freshman year of college, denied their senior year of college, even though they all would have been fine. You know, I could go on and on, and, and you're probably shouting at your radio because you've seen in your your kids, your adolescents, your college kids, your young adult kids, whatever, all the things they've been not denied. Even my, my youngest, who's in her early 20s, um, is, has got a new gig with a good company. It's a really nice, it's her first real job after graduating. She doesn't know anybody, doesn't know anybody at work, except for the people she works with most directly. Um, and that's just so stunting in terms of career growth. So in the name of avoiding the virus, we have unleashed this, this, this avalanche of, of misery on our young people. And now the studies are starting to come out. And again, they're miserable. They're depressing. They ought to be depressing. Everybody's depressed. Um, 
and 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 the talking heads and the intellectual heavyweights and the government gurus and the they're 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 finally starting to talk about this. When if you're in touch with the real world at all, it's been obvious for so long. How long is it going to take to undo this? Can it be undone? If a child at age three doesn't engage in that incredibly critical period of, of the like their fine motor skills we were talking about or learning their language or recognizing human faces in the case of infants and the stuff like that. Can that ever be undone? I don't know. I don't know. So what's the bottom line? Is there a moral to this story or is it just, you know, lamenting? I think the moral to the story, and a lot of us have known this, some of us have learned this, some of us are slowly coming to grips with us with it. Anytime there's quote-unquote an emergency, get your back up. Set your bullcrap filter on its tightest setting. Ratchet up your suspicion of authority and government to its highest level. Not to the point that you knee-jerk reject everything, because that's as stupid as knee-jerk accepting everything. It's a different form of stupidity, friends. But get yourself ready to be cheated and to be lied to and to be defrauded because that's what ha- what's happened now to a generation of kids and it's just tragic i won't belabor the point anymore but it's all been done under the guise of emergency powers <laughs>